0: Hey there, Duke fans. Welcome to episode, an emergency episode podcast number 294 of the DBR podcast. This is one that we did not think we would get to do, but we are recording at 1030 a.m. on the East Coast on Thursday, March 11th. If you recall a year ago, today, COVID stopped sports and really stopped all of life. And it is unfortunate that we come on this one-year anniversary to give you the breaking news that Duke season appears to be over. They uh, uh, many sources are now reporting that a COVID test a COVID positive test was found in the Duke program. They will not be playing the game this evening against Florida state, which ends their run, uh, which has been great so far in the ACC tournament. And we assume uh, that for all intents and purposes that when Selection Sunday happens that Duke's name will not be called and that our season will be done. Uh, this is incredibly unfortunate.
1: Well, well, wait, wait, Donald. We don't we don't know that Duke. I think Duke will be in contention for the NIT. The question is, correct? Will they? Will they want to play in the NIT? Will they? Will they? get through COVID protocols to be able to play in the NIT.
0: Yes. And, and that's really where I'm getting at is that, you know, as of this point, the rules have stated that you have to have seven consecutive days of negative testing to be eligible uh, for the postseason. As of right now, when does that clock restart for Duke? Uh, right now we are in the midst of knowing for sure that they will not be playing tonight against Florida state. So we're jumping out quickly to react to that. I just want to preface this by saying that we will have more, Reactions later on when we have more information, but for now, Jason, give me what you're feeling right now upon hearing this news.
1: I mean, it's crushing. It's absolutely crushing, and 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 I can't help but think back to a year ago when all of us were so excited. Uh, You know, the, the Duke season last year didn't look like it was going super great. There were you know we were making the NCAA tournament, but there were some questions about the team, and then suddenly it felt like the team was really coming together down the stretch, and you were like, oh, and you were really excited. And we talked in this podcast. You know, we were we were you know, so eager to see what the emergence of Justin Robinson was going to do for, for last year's team. Flash forward a year later, we're so eager to see what the emergence of Mark Williams is going to do for this year's team. And, and we have the rug ripped out from underneath us. it, it it's God, I mean, I, I, there's no other word for it than crushing. It's crushing. It's disappointing. It's frustrating. We were, I was so excited to get a chance against Florida state. I don't yeah. know that we were going to win, but we we're going to have a chance. And the chance is gone.
0: We we talked so excitedly last night about, you know, just anticipating this game, a game that really has been two months in the making because we didn't get to play them during the regular season. Uh, and really just for me, before I bring you in, Sam, we have been so good about this all year. We have avoided all of the COVID uh, protocols, save for coach K having a 10 day close contact kind of pause, but the team kept going and Really, everything that we had encountered as far as COVID was concerned was from our opponents. And so it really is, Jason, the word crushing is, is an understatement for it to happen at this moment in the season. Sam, what are you thinking right now?
2: We talked, I think, throughout the summer and then into the fall about how this is a distinct possibility, not necessarily, not specifically for Duke, but for any team. And, and the, the postseason in particular was a dangerous time because there's lots of teams coming together in a, in a very short time frame. So the report as of it's, it's just after 1030 on Thursday morning when we're recording this, the word right now is that there's one positive case at Duke. But that means that all the Duke players, all the Duke coaches, all the Louisville players and the Louisville coaches. And by the way, you know, you got to take this back a, a few days. So this has got to be the Boston College players and the Boston College coaches and maybe even all the way back to the weekend with the UNC players and coaches. I mean, all of these games are recent enough that any of these players and coaches could be infected. And, and we've known that this is a possibility. We were talking about how, how challenging in, in particular, the conference tournaments were going to be. So I I think you're going to see a wave of reaction to this. That's not just Duke being, having to pull itself out of the ACC tournament and likely I think on a likely not able to play in the nit i know jason you were saying that there's a possibility that duke still gets selected but they have to have everyone get healthy and 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 be testing positive for enough days and have time to like prepare and everything i don't think duke is going to you know we, we were trying to speculate will duke want to play in the nit or not i don't know if they're going to want to rush everyone through the protocols and get back up to speed if they're not able to practice for a few days just to get ready for an nit game that let's face it duke fans are not are not overwhelmingly looking forward to in a, in a season that's been so chaotic. So I, I would guess at this point that that that's it for the 2021 season. But I agree with you that the, that the the thing I'm feeling most is just disappointment because we were so excited to see how this team was going to perform the rest of the week. I was in particular excited to see how they would play against Florida state. The one team in the ACC that we haven't seen this season. And yeah, it sucks. And, and this won't be, the only team that that has to pull out of conference tournaments or NCAA tournament because of COVID, but it stinks that it's our team and and that these are the guys that we've been watching all year.
0: I will note, I think it's important to note this. I don't, and I want to say this by saying, I don't think there is a link between what is happening on the Duke team and what I'm about to say. But it is important to note that link, is that Duke Athletics, after having a relatively great year, academic year uh, of battling COVID and making sure everyone was staying within protocols, is now having to deal with it on the football team. Uh, The football team has paused spring practice because of a rash of COVID positive cases between them. We know in the fall that the two teams were staying at the Washington Duke. I don't know if that's the case. So that is why I'm saying I don't think we we can't say there is a link between that news and this news, but it is crushing that so far in March has gotten off to a really bad start for COVID, at least within, within these two programs. Uh, and really, it, it's just, it's so soul crushing for them to go through. For me, it's just soul crushing to go through the whole year being that great. And because of whatever, uh, this, this disease caught up with them at what we would assume to be the wrong time.
1: Uh, so, uh, the Chronicle, the Duke Chronicle, has reported that uh, the university there, there's been a spike of COVID cases around Duke's campus in the past couple of days, and and they're saying that administrators think that one of the reasons for it is the the Duke the newly formed Duke Interfraternity Council, the frats around Duke had had lifted restriction and had uh, recently and had allowed in person uh, recruitment, I guess you would say. Um, you know, for, for these fraternities. And, uh, you know, what that means is there's no way it means parties. It means the fraternities were having parties trying to bring in pledges, um, you know, or, or, you know, at least celebrate the pledges that they already had and get to know them better. Because frankly, you know, a lot of these folks don't really know each other because they haven't been able to be in person that much. And, and there's a strong belief at Duke, um, in the administration that, that there's been a spike on campus because of these fraternity parties. Now, uh, look, I know that the basketball players and the football players, all the athletes have been trying to stay separate, but it's not hard to imagine that if some of that was going on, maybe some of them went, or maybe someone they know went, and it, it, it look, that's the way COVID spreads. But you're right, Donald. Duke did a great job. Duke Athletics did an amazing job for a very, very long time of not having these problems, and now they have reared their head at the worst possible moment.
2: Remember going all the way back to late summer and into the fall, how we said that <laughs> opening the campuses is just asking for COVID to spread. I don't know, you know, because that that reporting, I, I saw that same reporting, Jason, about the the sort of new Interfraternity Council that has formed. That It's sort of the off-campus version of what I guess was the on-campus Interfraternity Council. I know that that, that reporting is out there. We don't know what <laughs> what's going on on campus none of yeah, us are I, there, I didn't
1: I didn't mean to accuse I want to like it, yeah. yeah it's yeah. certainly possible
2: but this is what happens when a lot of college students get together and we were we were all in college once and we know how this works and try telling a bunch of college students that they can't get together and can't drink in off-campus houses together and can't do all the stuff that they like to do good luck with all of that and and I, I think that the the ba- you know I I actually wouldn't be surprised if the basketball team were properly isolated and that this just happens, right? They're walking around inside a hotel all the time. Uh, even if they're only, even if they're in their rooms or in the facility, most of the time, they are still inside buildings a lot. And they were in the Greensboro Coliseum yesterday, where all the ACC teams have been in the last couple of days, all walking through the halls and and using the locker rooms. And sure they're being sanitized and everything, but they're indoors a lot and they're with other people a lot. So I, I think it's somewhat inevitable that, that people are going to get sick and, and this is what we have to deal with It, I mean, we're going to keep saying this, but this, this sucks. This, this is really the sucks. worst. And- and I, I think for
1: me, yeah. like I mean, look, there are no more words. I, we can keep on talking, but there are no words. Uh, we've said it. it it's, it's awful. We feel cheated the same way we did last year. I, I don't know what more there is to say.
0: The, I mean, this is what happens when you are trying to grasp for answers for something that really can't be answered. The, ans- the, the answer to the, qu- the question is, how did this happen? We'll never know because there's so many different things that could have yeah. transpired in the last couple of weeks uh, between now and then. And it could have been a player. It could have been a player on an opposing team. It could have been a student. It could have been a faculty worker. It could have been anybody. Uh, and look, and there's sorry, no blame do, for that. Hey, yeah, hey, Douglas, really
1: quick it, it, and and no blame. I want to be clear. Yeah. You should not blame anyone. It's, it, it is impossible to be a hundred percent safe during these times. That's just reality. And uh, they, they have tried their best, and they've done a great job of, of being safe for a long, long time. A- and and this is just proof that no matter how much you try, don't, don't forget, <laughs> Duke is the team that refused to stay in Greensboro. Duke's the team that was taking a bus back and forth. Mm-hmm. No team. And I'm, I feel confident in saying this. I don't think there's been any team in college basketball that has been as cognizant of trying to avoid COVID dangerous situations as Duke has. And, and it's we were mocked
0: us. for it back in December. We yeah. were literally mocked for how much how serious we were taking this virus. Back, our women, February. our
1: women were the first Power Five team to quit playing. You know their sport. Uh, we've taken it as seriously as anybody, and it still came and got us. Yeah, so God, it, it's so mad.
0: It's 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 really unfortunate. It's it crushing, disappointing, whatever thing you want to do. But we're going to wrap it for now. We just wanted to come to give you that news. Uh, this will obviously come out at some point uh, today in the afternoon. But we will be back at some point this evening hopefully to kind of get more sense of what's going on hopefully we'll have more information and really just to recap what uh the last couple days of this acc tournament which have been very exciting at least for us and i know for you guys out there so for now uh, for this episode 294 uh, of the dbr podcast for jason evans and for sam klein i am down the line and we'll talk to you later things happen duke band
2: take us out